Hey everybody, this week on Flavor Films, we're talking about the film Book Smart. Hit the music, everything is right with the world. And I'm Michael Flaherty. This is Flaherty's on Films, our super cool podcast about movies that we like or sometimes we don't like. It's it's kind of a whole thing. Like it's a mix. Whether mixed we bag. like you it is not what you're gonna get. really a factor. It's an independent variable. <laughs> Wait, isn't it a dependent variable? No, because it does not see. depend on it. <gasps> oh, okay. So. Yeah, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about the film Book Smart, which is a film. Here's the description. On the eve of their high school graduation, two academic superstars and best friends realize that they should have worked less and played more. Determined not to fall short of their peers, the girls try to cram four years of fun into one night. So high school kind of comedy a slice of life action. Clean, have you seen this film before? I had seen it before. How just many times? How just, about, okay. How about you? Me too. Just once. Did you like it? Well, just I what are did. your what's your overall sentence long review right now? So let's all remember. We all remember our last great episode on Ferris Bueller, and you're like, wouldn't it be cool if this was like a good movie? Yeah, I and did. You're like, Even though we were very fair. We weren't we're just so we weren't just bad mouthing it. We've said a we lot. We were of good not things. just negative Nellies. The People songs are great. Say that a, songs are great. Matthew Broderick go on just pinch his old face. God, <laughs> so cute. the woman was so mature. <laughs> you wouldn't even believe you she's wouldn't a even believe she was eighteen. She's got that hotness about her that seems it's legal. Just mm, <laughs> she's got that something. I don't know. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> uh, this movie is good. I think. <laughs> This movie is like a better teenage movie. I remember watching it, and I think some of the reason I really liked it was like, oh, I've seen this genre of film 80 million times. And when I saw this, this was slightly different and slightly better than a lot of anything I'd ever seen. Like, I remember watching and thinking like, this is the kind of movie I should have watched as a teenager. Not the bullshit I grew up with in the 90s. Yeah. And it's just good because they're best friends. That's yeah. always fun. Isn't it just nice when people just like each other and they're friends? You know who you know who I really like? The who? host of our first segment, Sam ah. in Bam. Time for Sam. Yeah, she's all right. Anyway, she's, this is a part of the show where she comes on. She does some facts. And she's particularly she's, book smart, so it's relevant. And she looks Aww. good while doing it. Oh, you guys. And she's rich. Take it away, Sam. Well, the first draft of the script actually came out in 2009, and it right away appeared on The Blacklist. Uh, does anyone want to explain what The Blacklist is? Um, it's for communists. <laughs> that's, it's like, that's what you I know thought what? it was. Like, you know what? That is, that is a blacklist. If you have that communist leanings, then you're like, sorry, can't be in Hollywood no more. Can't I'll... write for the major four studios. You're not wrong, but how about the modern <laughs> I don't know. The when they're lefties. So the blacklist is a list of screenplays that they release every year that are like the most um, impressive and just missed 
movie scripts that people oh, kind of ignore. Is that like an ironic use of the term? And is this also something you've explained to us many times? And I've totally forgotten. There have been a lot of our movies who have been mm-hmm. on the blacklist. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting, interesting. So anyways, this uh, script was kind of just circulating around. And two years before this film was made, uh, Olivia Wilde was driving down Sunset Boulevard with her friend when her friend was like, we should really make this script book smart. And sorry, two, two had, years before 2009, you said? 2000, before they made the film. Sorry. Oh, so okay. 2016. 17, 16. Gotcha. Yeah. So her friend's like, you should really direct this movie. Now, Olivia has been an actress. And Olivia's whole- like, Trump's never going to be president. Settle down. <laughs> She had been an uh, actress her whole career and had really started been kind of itching to get into the directing um, role of a film. So her friend's like, this is really your chance. You should be making this or directing a film and it should be this one. So she took it to a studio. And um, she was told beforehand to pitch exactly the movie I want to make and let them know that any other way of making it is not a good idea. So she went in very confident. She describes it as, um, she describes the screenplay as the training day of high school movies. I've never seen training day, but that was listed a lot in all of my trivia. Uh, And this is actually how she described the film when pitching it was, During the 16, 17, 18-year-old experience, that late adolescence, there is so much emotional and literal upheaval. Your life is cracking open and changing, and there is one person who knows you so intimately better than your parents. I think about it as finding your first soulmate. What are the other movies on the blacklist? Can we make one? Sure. Just has to be good. Apparently all you need is like an Airbnb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Hell yeah. Call back. Sam, your bachelorette party. <laughs> that's for the real FOF fans. Yeah. Oh, Patreons. My whole bachelorette party is really just a con so that we can film a, film a movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for that. It'll be like it'll be like the hangover, but for chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to hear this plot. I think it'll be great. <laughs> like there's a hangover involved. But they're women. <laughs> See, we're, we're so, taking the, the trope and putting it in its head. <laughs> so the first big thing that uh, Olivia Wilde did was she hired Katie Silverman to continue to kind of rewrite a bit of the script to give it um, a little bit more oomph, for lack of a better word. Um, she apparently did Netflix set it up. Don't know anything more about that. And another big thing she pushed for was hiring uh, actresses Beanie Feinstein, Feinstein and Billy Lord. Those were two picks that she was like, we need these people. Um, the other person who plays a lead in this is Caitlin Dever. And Olivia Wilde had Caitlin Dever and Beanie Feinstein, the two main leads, spend 10 weeks living together so that they could really Aww. build up this relationship and really have that connection. Nice. They had good chemistry, they I did. think. Me too. I agree. So, Thanks, Michael. Good comment. <laughs> you're welcome. 
Filming began in May of 2018. Um, while filming was occurring, uh, Silberman continued to write. And it actually became a lot easier for her because once they were casted and these characters or these actors kind of became these characters, she was able to come up with dialogue that worked best for the actors and the characters they were creating. And Olivia Wilde actually was very big on if you are looking at the script and you don't think that the dialogue is correct, if it doesn't feel right, rewrite it yourself. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Apparently, uh, there was a very funny scene in the original beginning of the film uh, where Molly, who is um, Beanie, is dancing to Kendrick Lamar's backseat freestyle while getting dressed. And apparently, Beanie just knocked out of the park. She was amazing. But then after they filmed that, they went to get the rights and they couldn't afford the song. Oh, no. So that scene had to get cut. Oh, that's too bad. There is an animated doll sequence. There sure is. Yeah. It took five months to create it with a That's... team of 30 people. Wow. And they reached out to the creators of BoJack Horseman because Olivia Wilde had um, been a character on that show. Sure. She got, she got Hugh Laurie in the film. The she only could thing, have. Yeah. The only thing I know about Olivia Wilde is she was in house. That's the joke there. I w- she would this... be pretty cool if you Laurie was there. As <laughs> one of the teachers, one of the high school <laughs> students playing high schooler. That's what I would have liked. This is how this is like our millennial takes on what a Gen Z movie should be. <laughs> Just what a... if Nicole House was there? And what if he's a doctor? But he's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> so Bookstart would premiere. Sorry, I'd call it South... Teen House. Anyway, go go ahead. <laughs> Apartment called cabin. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a smaller version of a house. Yeah, and then, it, but then at the end, they'd be like, "This is more like a teen home." <laughs> Ship it. That's what we're. That's what we're filming at the cabin. <laughs> what is this even about? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Gen Zs just watch TikTok. They don't need plot. <laughs> so, Booksmart would premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival on March 10th, 2019 and then be released into theaters on May 27, 2019. It would gross $22.7 million. Um, Beanie would be nominated for a Golden Globe Award. She did not win. But she was nominated for Best Actress. My last fact for you today before our trivia question is uh, Delta Airlines actually removed... Um, most scenes that involved any same-sex interactions for their on-flight viewing. Uh, hmm. When it was pointed out, Olivia Wilde uh, wrote to them and was like, how dare you? This is an important part of this character's journey. You can't remove it. And based off of that, Delta changed their decision and reinserted it into all what? the film. So they're like, this is too gay, so let's not have it. Olivia's like, no, no, you should do it. And they're like, yeah, all right. Is that <laughs> the story? It's so weird, though. Yeah, that's the story, but it's 2019. Like, that surprises me nonetheless. You know what, though? I'm like, imagining some of those scenes, and I'm like, maybe I don't want to see... I don't know, like, would you feel uncomfortable watching that on a plane? Not because they're same-sex, just because it's very sexual. 
Well, it's sexual in an awkward way. Yeah. That would make me feel but awkward. But it's not that gay that's the problem, it. is what you're saying. They I'm just saying that thrones on planes. And I'm just saying that, like, God intended for man to be with Thank woman. Thank you. That's what I was That's what at. I'm getting at. And Thank it's you. like, our, why are corporations so It's woke? like a kid's going to see them and they're going to turn gay. It's like, ugh. Yeah. I just like, no could someone it. think of the children? Thank you. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. So Eventually, like, we're all going to be gay. We should mask up now that I think about it. <laughs> so my trivia question for you guys today what animals fingerprints are so indistinguishable from humans that they have on occasion been confused at a crime scene gorilla oh so <laughs> just imagine sorry, a gorilla sorry. committing a crime it's funny <laughs> chimpanzee the answer is actually koala <gasps> i was Sam, koala so, crimes I'm just gonna say koala but oh my god, how cute would that be? <laughs> I know. Forget Teen House. We are doing koala crimes. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful almost alliteration. I know. Well, you do we'll koala do with crimes K. with the K. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll do koala crimes club for the fans. It'll be KKK. It'll be great. It'll be. Oh, <laughs> Who stole my bananas? It took them three feet over there by the koala. <laughs> oh, that but koala. Like, but guys, for our TV show, they would be Muppets. Absolutely, absolutely. That'd oh be so my good. god, that'd be so cute. I'm dying. <laughs> but we'd have to have like a real human hand come up and leave the hand for at some point. <laughs> they'd be like, "Get it?" Because that's uh, what a great. Se- well, the last question: uh, five million. That's not a lot of money, right? Doesn't sound like the film. Doesn't was- sound like. Doesn't sound like the film was that successful. No. Okay, that was Bam. Time for Sam. Now we go on to another fan favorite, Critics' Corner. Let's see what the critics have to say about this. This review is from Rachel Verona Coate of Bitch Media. Whoa. With elegant clarity, Booksmart demonstrates how certain experiences can feel colossal and of walloping import, even when we know we're waiting for something else, something we can't possibly fathom. That's nice. I agree That's, with that, I guess. I mean, yeah. This is from Paula. And she is actually an Amazon reviewer. Dazed and confused about all the good reviews. Take every oh, cliche. <laughs> take every cliche from all the typical team moves and flip from three or four goofy and likable guys to two boring gal pals, one of whom is a virginal lesbian and the other two is not likable and a bit mean. <laughs> but you know, you gotta be hip and gotta be cool and you end up ticking off lots of must-have boxes in a not-so must-see film. Female filmmakers... Here we go. Writers, directors, actors have to learn to de-snark their female leads. Oh, Paula told it like it is. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot of things she had to say. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't, they can be snarky. I don't, I don't know, Paula. I, I like snarky lady. Me too. Right, this, one's, this one's from Christy Lemure of Film Week. It's raunchy and kind of gross at times, but there's such heart, sweetness, and honesty about high school. That is so true. Um, this is by D. McCure, something. Uh, this is an Amazon reviewer. I saw this movie on multiple best comedies of the decade list and gave it a try. I had to shut it off after 10 minutes due to all the ridiculous SJW messaging. <laughs> what happened to just making a funny movie that entertains everyone? What's, what's SJW about the movie? Like they uh, are gay? Is that 
that it? Yeah, man. But they're like cool about it. <laughs> Legitimately. I don't even know what else it would be. And the ladies are snarky, <laughs> as was mentioned. Like the women have personality and are not straight. That's like, whoa, okay, political. Yikes. <laughs> that is so, wow. All right. Pretty sensitive uh, there. So our favorite reviewer, Peter Bradshaw, Love him. was apparently a little late to the game and didn't re- he did not review the movie, but this is his tweet about the movie. Okay. I simply, this is like six months after it came out. I simply can't believe it's taken me so long to see Booksmart. One of the best films of the year. Certainly the best ending of the year. I do love that ending. We'll talk about it later, but I love the way that ends. Okay. <clears throat> oh, boy. I read the third <laughs> oh, one. Read the third one. <laughs> this one's uh, from another Amazon customer, if you can believe it. Great for woke snowflakes from the coast. Again, I don't know what's so... I guess because they're gay. I think he's going to explain. So why don't you just hold okay. tight? Okay, <laughs> okay. I mean, in less than 10 minutes, we get treated to pics of Michelle Obama and Ruth Bader Ginsburg on one of the girls' wall as they are her role models. Open open lesbianism, a talk of gender (laughs) fluidity, and the term 1% to describe the cliche pretty rich girl. I mean, they're... They're characters who believe things like that's fine. Hey, if you've been raised by rich white parents in Berkeley and been given participation, participation, can't say words, participation trophies and are now jobless with your degree, living off your mom and dad, smoking weed every day. I'm sure this movie will make you feel tingle in that special place, but they're, they don't do weed. Uh, Just horrible for most of us living outside LA or NYC every damn word out of these two obnoxious leads is just one political or social statement after the next truly too fake and unreal characters now i'll tell you what standing up for the heartland what i don't agree with that review oh no to be honest because i don't because i feel like he's complaining about two like uh, that they're unrealistic like they surely they're real even if he doesn't like their politics surely those two characters exist in real life I actually think in real life he would find coastal elite teenage girls way more obnoxious way, with their wokeness. Way more. <laughs> like, way worse. It would be so much worse. Oh my god, that guy. It'd be pronoun city. Like it oh would be god. every Fox News viewer's worst nightmare. He is adored. This I'm gonna assume it's a he is adorably uh, sheltered. Okay, that was a great segment, and I think we're done with so that. So great. Let's get into book smart, shall we? Yeah, let's go over the plot, I guess. Um, so I really like this plot. It, I think it's what you said was great, could have been great about Ferris Bueller. It's just such a simple plot, and that's really. Fun. Do we want to go through the plot? Or we just want to have some talking points, some discussion points. I don't have either, but I can <laughs> just go through <laughs> well, the plot real quick. Okay, yeah, let's, real, real let's quick. Let's just let's set up. Is like there are these two super high achieving best friends who love each other and they're having a great time and they're excited because they get to go to like Yale and I forget the other one. Um, and they're like, you know, we didn't we didn't party and like go crazy like these other guys. That's why we're so successful. But then in a subversion of I don't know, I was surprised by it the first time I saw it. Like, what a fun way to get into it. Go ahead, say what it is. With, yeah. I'm doing I'm setting it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> that Apparently, all these other kids in her class are also going to good schools or have great opportunities, but also had fun. And they're like, shit, we could have actually been having fun this whole time. Let's do it. 
And then the whole movie is like their quest to like have a fun night out because man, they need to have that seminal teenage experience before they go off to college that they had missed. I agree. It is kind of a unique setup. You don't expect that. Like the scene where they kind of introduce that premise. She's like the the main girl who's uptight and know it all better than everyone else is in the bathroom and all these like people are talking bad about her and they're like smoking a joint and like being hookah is like, they're like, well, you guys are losers because you're going to do nothing with your life. And they're actually like, they're all like, oh, actually, I got into the exact same school that you did. It's cool because it's <laughs> it's a it's unexpected. But then like one of the messages of the film, I feel like is like you don't have to like shame people for having fun. You don't have to shame people for yeah. being slutty. Like actually, they can still be very smart people. That's a cool message. Yeah. I really like that. But I was like, what the fuck is this high school that everybody's going to an Ivy League school? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, Jesus yeah. Christ. I, I don't know why. I, I like that one kid who was like a stereotypical stoner. And he's like, man, I'm not going to college. That's not for me. I'm just going to like go work for Google or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. It's a fun subversion, which I think a lot of this movie, it's like a fun subversion without feeling like it's trying too hard, which it could have easily done. Second discussion. What do you oh. think of our two leads? Love them. I think they're great. I think they were both. Okay, let's take it in turn. So the first one is Amy. And Amy is like, Amy is the lesbian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not saying it to be derivative. Like that she's just, a, that's an important part about her journey. Because she was like, she came out two years ago, but she's never kissed a girl because she's very shy. And like, this is her night. She's going to kiss a girl. and But she's... So she's the Cameron of their relationship, except, you know, she actually likes her friend (laughs) and gets convinced to do things in like a normal way. And then. Right. Like, so Molly is pushy and this is framed as negative to some extent. (laughs) Yes. Molly is pushy, too pushy at the end in a way that makes them fight because this is a bad thing. And the movie tells Mm. us that. And Molly is punished for that behavior. Revolutionary <laughs> concept. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then Molly's like the kind of loudmouth, the pushy one, the one I really liked. She is hilarious. Although, yeah, I found them both very relatable, actually. I think maybe because, like, I, I don't know about you, but I was pretty like sheltered and like I didn't really like do drugs or parties. So like I related to some of their like when they encounter drugs for the first time and Molly goes, is this drugs? <laughs> like super crazy like that's what that's like that was me (laughs) (laughs) like trying to be cool i mean when they when they wore those matching blue jumpsuits party, (laughs) i was like these are the girls i would have been friends with this would have been me that i would have one friend in school who are like this is how we are cool very relatable yeah go ahead yeah no no go Oh, I just, but also very funny. I, I laughed at a lot of Molly's lines in particular. What's a funny joke that Molly did, Michael? Uh, when <laughs> Amy's like, all right, so we got to give an excuse to my parents, but don't be too weird because they think that we're boning. And so just like, don't be awkward about it. And then Molly makes it extremely awkward. Not for any plot reason, just because it's funny. <laughs> just like, we're just going to have one special night. And we're going <laughs> to... We're just <laughs> and what is the Phoebe? What's her name? Oh, Phoebe yeah. from Friends. Um, Phoebe from Friends. I there's so yeah. her parents are Phoebe from Lisa Friends. Kudrow. And Lisa Kudrow. a guy from SNL who I should also know the name of. Uh, they're like Christian conservatives, but they're cool with it. But like they just can't handle 
Like they're trying to adjust. So they're just like awkward. It's like a very relatable, funny scenario. Will Forte. Will Forte, of course. Um, so that, that was a great scene. I thought Jason Sudeikis was pretty funny in it. So he was like the principal who's really annoyed with them being overachievers who wouldn't leave him alone. And then he was their taxi driver. Oh my God. Actually, that's a joke that made me laugh so hard. And it shouldn't have because it was the laziest joke. But so they're in the the cab and he's like, so yeah, I just use the side. I'm actually a writer. (laughs) So he talks about his novel. He's like, she's the lead detective, but it's a lady. I think you girls would be interested. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. I liked a lot of the incidental characters. So he's funny. I loved the guy student who was just like really happy and was rich and trying to like buy everybody's affection. She was so weird. No, 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 the guy. So like yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his name? I don't know, but he was really preppy and happy. He had Wasn't a crush he like on pitch perfect or some shit. He has that face. And then the <laughs> the woman who is related giving us real pitch perfect. Who's related to Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher. She is? Isn't she like Carrie Fisher's daughter or something? Probably. Yeah. Yes, Billy Lordy. Oh, I didn't know that. Is it Billy Lord yeah. or Billy Lordy? It's probably Lord, but I like to say Lordy. She had she had me. that energy of Carrie Fisher. It was very fun. Skyler, the guy who played Jared, was not in Pitch Perfect. <laughs> but look, I, but looking at his face, I feel like he He's got a pitch been. perfect face. That's definitely true. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot another scene that I really like. Is this what we're gonna do? Yeah, it's happening. There's to set up the two girls need to get to a party, but they don't know how. So they decide to fake a like hijacking. <laughs> so they put, so they get in the back of the car and like, drive us to this place. And he's like, Are you serious right now? He's <laughs> like an older man. He's like, so you willingly got in the car with a stranger. Like, I could murder you like a thousand times. Are you showing me your ID? Get that out of way. Get away from me. Yeah. Right, but look, see who like what are you doing? I could I I could have you chained in my basement right now. And then the great payoff of that joke is later they're in a police station and they see his but they're looking for this guy because he had murdered many women. That's a funny scene. So let's talk about some negatives, because I have some negatives. Okay. There is some elements to the film where I feel like I don't know why that's there exactly. I don't know why the doll scene was there. Uh, I mean, it is just a journey, right? Like, it is just a collection of things. So when you say, I don't know why that was there, it could be just you didn't enjoy it enough for it to really be there. Yeah, I guess that's what I go. mean. But, okay, but here's the real kicker. Is the teacher who falls in love with the student. Yeah. that's. that's I feel like that whole bit could have been cut. Why, I did not get why that was there. Where did that come from? Because, like, with the drug part, it's like, oh, it's another one of their funny party antics. This whole thing with Jessica. The <laughs> we girl from The Daily Show. We don't know anybody's names. It's the woman from The Daily Show. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She's in stuff. Yeah. She's in stuff. But, like, she has her own scene away from the main characters where she hooks up with the student who, like, he says he's 18, so the audience can know it's okay. And it's like, no. But why. Even if it wasn't, even if it is okay, it's like, just why is this happening? It was just so weird. But also, I don't think it's okay. Just for the record. So there's, there's layers. Yeah. So many layers of why. Well, I, yeah, it wasn't that entertaining. It didn't really, it wasn't part of anything. I don't know. I, I thought that was the weakest part for me of the film. What'd you, what, so what's another point? What's another discussion point? 
another another negative or just another any discussion? Their friendship was really good. So the last scene, spoiler, I guess we're just going to spoil it. You know, who's going to watch this and watch the movie? No one. Uh, so the very, very last scene, they're like, Molly is dropping Amy off at the airport. She's like, okay, good. You know, I guess I'll see you in a year. You know, text, haha. But they're just like so uncomfortable and awkward, but they're so sad because they're going to go. And then oh, Amy... Because- because Amy is going to go to Africa for this for, for like year. a year or yeah, for the summer for the year for the year and so uh, then that's the end where Amy leaves and Molly's driving away but then Amy's like you know what I could be fucking late you guys want to go get pancakes she's like fucking yeah I want to go get pancakes and that's how it ends it's just it's really so sweet cute. yeah it's they like a cute friend I feel like this movie is not like important you know it's not epic stakes it's just like watch two girls be friends for an hour and it's like nice. I like- I like when they go to the library to get like records of housing <laughs> plans so that they yeah. can figure out where a party is. I'm like, that is so cute. I here's a part that I did not enjoy watching, but I thought was really well done. Mm-hmm. So Molly, no, Amy, the lesbian, it's important. She's like really into this girl, but then that girl hooks up with Molly's crush at the party. She's really sad. <laughs> So then they they get in the bathroom and she's talking to this girl who's just been mean to her the whole time. And then they hook up. And what is a very like awkward, kind of realistic, the way that kind of thing would go. And I was just, as I was watching it, I was like, I do not enjoy this because these kids look like kids. And this is weird. (laughs) Like I found it so uncomfortable to watch people who look like they're 16 hooking up. That's a little weird. So, Yeah. I, that scene was the moment I missed my. It wasn't 90s like gratuitous rock. or anything. It wasn't that gratuitous, but I sort of missed my like the '90s where like all the teenagers were just played by thirty-year-olds, so it wasn't weird when they had sex scenes. Yeah, but it I, it makes sense that it's like it, I don't think the movie would have actually been better. Like it would have been campier if it was played by thirty-year-olds. No, but it's trying it to be not- kind of grounded and realistic. Right, like it actually made sense for the movie. It was well done, so it was just me personally experiencing it. Didn't love it. That's totally legit. I also like, you know, ladies and ladies. <laughs> yeah, yo, okay. Yes. Where are we headed next? Lady and a horse. It's like a <laughs> woke agenda in my face. <laughs> yo. I don't want that on my Delta flight. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, oh, another good scene. Delta is the what worst the- one, right? That's the bad one. Yeah. I mean, they all are, but oh, yes. Okay. Um, the dinner party scene was so fun. I did not get their attitude about this dinner party. It looked so fun. <laughs> there was just a kid who, like, everybody would enter and he was on the grand stairs, like, they murdered my husband. <laughs> he would faint. It was, it was like, you don't want to stay at this party? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? The whole cast of <laughs> incidental characters were pretty great. <laughs> that was very fun. I think John will have more to say about that particular thing. Um, Should we call him or do you have more to say? Oh, I actually thought there was this weird part where they get to the, they finally get to the party they were going to. And Molly has this old fashioned, like 40s dance break with the guy fantasy. And I was like, I really liked that. I thought it was really fun and weird and campy. Um, And then they start flirting and she's just being an asshole to him. And she's like, yeah, I'm just like a dick to him. And I think he's really into it. (laughs) I'm like, that was very relatable to me. That is how I've always flirted with men. <laughs> That's why I think this movie is good. Like we like it, but I imagine you would really like it if you're actually in high school. Mm. 
Well, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. I don't know. Maybe if they had know. more Fortnite in it, they would like and TikTok, they would like it more. Those high schoolers. They love that shit. Um, yeah, let's call John. Let's see what he's about. Hello, John. We're talking John! about the film Book Smart. Do you have any opinions about it? Yeah, I saw it. Um, it wasn't for me. No, yeah, okay. Because you don't uh, love this woke America being shoved in your face. No, that wasn't it at all. Is <laughs> it? I'm not a teenage girl. Mm. Um, just, I mean, men should be with women. Uh, okay, uh, right. Uh, no, that was not my criticism. Um, hi, cat. How you doing? Um, Michelle made the good point. What? Your cat's missed you. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah very contact much. audience. He is just coming back from a trip. Oh yeah, I'm very tired and maybe possibly sick. So this is all happening. Um, Michelle made the very good point that this is essentially American graffiti, um, except up to date and better. And better, yes, and better. Um, and frankly, I mean, while I didn't identify with them, while I thought the movie was confusing and not for me clearly at every stage, I really liked their friendship. I thought they were really cool together, and I thought that dynamic was. I don't want to say interesting because it wasn't interesting to me, but I could see how it'd be interesting to other people. That's totally fair. That's yeah. I liked the, the crazy lady character who kept showing up at everything. I, <laughs> I wanted her more of her. <laughs> yeah. Um, because she was my favorite. Yeah. But with characters like that, you do need like a little restraint, you know, they're fun. Yeah. They're fun to pop in to spice of a scene. And you may very well be right, but I left that movie saying, man, she was awesome. It's uh, a classic Captain Jack Sparrow problem. You know, she can't be your lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, there was a thing in the movie where one of the guys said he had spent months planning a murder mystery party to celebrate his senior. That really? I, I feel like I identified with that. I can't say why. Mm -hmm. um, if you were to do that to me randomly and just host me a custom made murder mystery party that you've been planning for months, I would not be mad. Just, you know, it's not going to happen. And how much but of a surprise would it be at this point? Now that you've mentioned this to us many times. Uh, probably 100%. I believe it. Zero that it will happen. Right, yeah, John I've, be, I've never mentioned it. What are you talking about? Fair would enough. John be surprised if you and I could pull off that level of organization? Yeah. Uh -huh. I, mean, I would. I'd, I'd be surprised. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't have that many, many memories because I watched it like six weeks ago. Guys, what's going on with the face here? It's a while ago, yeah. You know, Michael's got a new girlfriend, so he doesn't have time for us anymore. Wow. Colleen is calling <laughs> you out, Mickey, for this delay. Wow. 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 Not true. Well, I'll have to think about it. <laughs> what, else in the, is in that, what else should I react to in that movie? I, uh, I remember that sex scene being wildly realistic and wildly uncomfortable. Uh, That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. I have never, I mean, literally two attractive people about to have sex. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to leave right now. Um. John, yeah, I think I your it. thoughts are great. I, I thought you're, be, you're being very fair. This is a very thorough. thorough review. What is your grade of the film? I mean, for me personally, it's something like a C. But I mean, for the movie itself, I'll probably give it a B. I think a B is fair. Nice. It's a very fair. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us and feel better, We John. appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye-bye. Michael, what grade do you give this film? Um, let's see. I was just going to wrap up. There's one scene at the end where uh, Molly is connecting with the character that she talked to in the bathroom that she like said was a slut. And 
in the scene, the other woman says like, you know, uh, I don't give those guys hand jobs. I, what's the scene exactly? Because the line is pretty funny, but I'm forgetting how exactly it goes. But she was like, um, oh, yeah, I didn't pick them up and give them hand jobs. I mean, eventually I did give them hand jobs in the car because what am I going to do? Do it in my parents' house? That's crazy. I just like that there was that moment in the movie where it was almost like, oh, I feel like the movie is going to say that if you're sexual, you're not smart or intelligent. But then it yeah, just went right. back on it right away. That was just a moment I just wanted to bring up because that was really good. So the movie no, it, is good. It was. Yeah. And she was like, um, I don't I forget what they call her. They call her like the pickup. A, a triple A hand oh, job. Yeah. Something. Something like that. <laughs> Um, but she'd be like, you know, it really sucked to be called that, but it sucked more to be called that by other girls. Yeah. And I was like, aw. That sucks. That sucks, So there's man. real character development. So I just feel like the movie is a real competent movie, and I don't feel that way about Ferris Bueller. I don't feel like it was, at heart, a good, competently made film, structurally. It just had some good bits in it. Yeah. Um, so this movie is solid. It's got a good framework, and it's got good characters, and it's got good jokes. Not all perfect, though. Um, and it doesn't, uh, it is a little bit forgettable. Like I don't need to feel the need to ever see it again, really. Um, so I'll give yeah. it a B plus. I'm going to give it an A minus for all the reasons you said about just being at one time, someone who was a teenage girl. And I just wished all the movies I'd seen were like this movie. Like <laughs> yeah. I've just seen, cause I've just seen so many movies like this, but they were just so much more misogynistic and dumb I like, compared to this movie. I like your grade more than my grade. Uh, who's our sponsor this week? Our sponsor this week. Are you ready? Yeah. Hit me. Budweiser. Budweiser. Hell yeah. Papa Bud. Uh, yeah. Where's your but favorite place? Like, where's your favorite place yeah. to pop a bud? Maybe uh, just like on a boat with my bros, you know? Definitely on uh, the bro boat. Yeah, okay. on the bro boat. But like. Not like a full-on Budweiser. I'm like, mm, I need something a little, a little lighter, a little exotic. You know what you get? What's that? You get a Miller Light with lime. Oh, wait, Miller? I'm um, at Bud Light. Bud Light <laughs> that was such a faux pas. Yeah. Oh, God. They're going to, our sponsors are really going to come after us. Anyway. When you make that mistake Bud. on the boat, they call it a bro pa. Uh Well, that's a great read. Uh, it's like, oh, pa. <laughs> Yes. That's very funny. Yes. Samantha, it's your pick for the movie. What are you yes, picking? Yes, what us? is our next film? What wait, wait, Sam, if you need a moment to crack open an ice cold bud and like just remember what America is really all about. I could give you the <laughs> sonic experience. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's some good foley artist shit right there. That was just my right. mouth. That wasn't even a real can. What? What? It's crazy. That's insane. Uh, you're uh, muted, I think. Yeah. Our next, next just in. <laughs> our next film is American Beauty. Stay tuned for more at and, the break. And, oh, yeah. After a trailer. And cut. Carolyn. I love your tie, that color. Nice going, Dad. Ricky? Coming, Dad.
you're doing? We're having everyone write out a job description. That way management can assess who's valuable and who's expendable. My parents are trying to take an active interest in me. Why can't they just have their own lives? I'm so proud of you. You didn't screw up once. Oh my god. It's a psycho next door. Jane, what if he worships you? I didn't mean to scare you. I'm not obsessing. I'm just curious. Why does he dress like a Bible salesman? Today I quit my job, and then I blackmailed my boss for almost $60,000 past these bears. Your dad's actually kind of cute. I think he and your mother have not slept together in a long time. Shut up! You think you're the only one who's frustrated? I'm not? Well then, come on, baby, I'm ready. Welcome to America's weirdest home videos. This is for your own good boy. There are rules in life. Yes, sir. Don't give up on me, Dad. Smile. You're at Mr. Smiley's. You are so busted. I love shooting this gun. Sometimes there's so much beauty in the world. I feel like I can't take it. Rule. If I had to leave tonight, would you come with me? Yes. 